Welcome to His Glory. This is Debbie. I hope that you're doing well and you're having a blessed week. Okay, so today I want to make a video talking about the parable of the sower. I was in a study the other morning and um, God showed me this story and um, I just was so amazed how the Lord just kind of reminded me of my whole life and this walk and how, you know, when it started early in my, I would say my early 20s, um, when I honestly just wanted to know a little bit about the Lord. And I kind of um, started going to church and just kind of doing something a little bit, a little bit in my 20s, um, and how that didn't stick. And just God just kind of reminded me when I was reading this, how um, my life went through these different stages. um, That's kind of comparable to what I'm about to read. And I just thought that was so amazing. And just how um, this kind of just talks about so many different people and, and, and maybe even stages in your own life um, until, you know, it's that right moment at that right time where, you know, God spoke to me in my life where my heart was open and I was ready to, you know, have him come into my life, die to myself and truly allow the Holy Spirit to come in and just guide my life. Um, But I wasn't ready before then. It was that perfect timing. And see, God knows all things. And He knows that when we are going to be, you know, adhere to the calling on our life. So I wanted to, um, let me just dive deep into this. Um, This is going to be in Matthew 13. And I'm just going to read the verse and then we'll just, you know, and then I'll go through kind of what He was um, showing me about it. Okay. The same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the seaside. A great multitude were gathered together unto him so that he went into a ship and sat in the whole multitude, stood on the shore. And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. And some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them out. But others fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, and some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. And the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? He answered them and said, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. For whosoever hath, to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken away, even that he hath. Therefore speak I to them in parables, because they see and not, and hear and they hear not, neither do they understand. And in them is filled the prophecy of Isaiah, which saith, By hearing you shall hear, shall not understand, and seeing you shall see, and shall not perceive. For these people's heart is waxed gross, their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, least at any time they should see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. And I have made a video before about 
This is all about the matter of the heart. And right here, when he's saying that they understand with their heart, it's it's the turning of the heart towards God. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For verily I say unto you that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which you see, and have not seen them, and have and and to hear those things which you hear and have not heard them. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When any one heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth it away, which was sown in his heart. This is he, this is he which receives seed by the wayside. But he that receiveth the seed into stony places, the same as he that heareth the word, and and anon with joy receiveth it. Yet hath he not root in himself, but dulleth for a while. And when tribulation or persecution ariseth because of the word, by and by he is offended. He also that receives seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word, and the care of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becometh unfruitful. But he that receiveth seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth it, which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which soweth good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went away, went his way. But when the blade, when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst not thou sow seed, good, good seed in thy field, from whence then hath it tares? He said unto them, An enemy had done this. The servants said unto him, Will thou then that we go and gather them up? But he said, Nay, lest while you gather up the tares, you root up also the wheat with them. Let both grow together unto the harvest. And in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, Gather ye together first the tares, and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat unto my barn. Another parable put the for, put forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all seeds. But when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs, and becometh a tree, so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. Another parable spake he unto them, The kingdom of heaven is like unto leaven, which a woman took and hid three measures of meal, till the whole was leavened. All these things spake Jesus unto the multitude in parables, which without a parable spake he not unto them, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things which have not kept secret from the foundation of the world, which have been kept secret from the foundation of the world. Then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house and his disciples came unto him saying, declare unto us the parable, of the tares of the field. And he answered and said unto them, he that soweth the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world and the reapers are the angels. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of the world. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and them which do iniquity. 
and shall cast them into a furnace of fire, there shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth as a sun in the kingdom of their father, who hath ears, let him hear. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure hid in a field, the which when a man hath found, he hideth, and for the joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath and buyeth that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a net that was cast into the sea and gathered of every kind, which when it was full, they drew to shore and sat down and gathered the good into vessels, but cast the bad away. So shall it be at the end of the world. The angels shall come forth and serve the wicked from amongst the just and shall cast them into the furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Jesus said unto them, Have you understood all these things? They say unto him, Yes, Lord. It's it's amazing. Um, I really feel um, like the wheat and the tares, it, it's so important to know this because, I mean, God is basically telling us that there are people that are in this world that are of the devil that are tares. They are among us. They look like us. You would not probably know who they were unless you have discernment. It's so important to have the Holy Spirit because just like God has his children here, the enemy has his children as well. And like he's saying, the world, they're going to grow, the wheat and the tares are going to grow together. We're going to look alike, be alike. But at the end is when they're going to be gathered and separated the goats from the sheep, basically the wheat from the tares. And I do believe that, you know, there are people in this world that are just sent from Satan. And it it really takes you to have the Holy Spirit to have discernment to really know who is around you and who um, is trying to come into your life to allow the enemy to come in and wreak havoc in your life. Okay, so the parable of the sower is was this is so amazing, because this really speaks about so many different people right now that, you know, when you come in, you know, you may hear the word of God. And, you know, at first, they seem very excited about it. But then, you know, the enemy will come and steal it from them. And the enemy is able to snatch that from them. Because why? Because it hasn't set root in their soul. It hasn't that the word has not like really set root in them. And I really believe that, like he was saying, that some, it will happen like that. And then some will, you know, they will want the Lord and they will start out wanting the Lord, but then the cares of this world will come in. And that can mean so many different things. It could be problems. It could be um, the lust of this world, uh, you know, chasing after money or chasing, you know, habits, addictions, or whatever the world, you know, is just like the world can overtake you. And it and it can. I mean, that's how the enemy works. He he is pretty much ruling this world. He's in control of everything in the world. And he will use any device to get those that God is, you know, trying to call to him to snatch that seed away from them. So it could just be that, you know, the the cares of this life, like I said, that you know the cares of this world, the riches, the the lust thereof, snatches the word and they fall away. And then you have the good ground, and those are those that when they hear the word of God, it sets root in them, and then the Holy Spirit comes in. And this is where, you know, it takes 
root into your soul and the Holy Spirit's allowed into your life and and it just starts to change you and the, the good ground, the seed has fallen on good soil and then you're going to produce fruit. You're going to be fruitful for the kingdom of God. You're going to crave righteousness. You're going to thirst for the Lord. That is on the good ground. And, you know, after I had read this the other day, I was just so amazed um, because it's, it, you know, God just kind of reminded me of my life. You know, when I was in my early 20s, I, you know, I started to go to church. I was really interested in it. And really, the cares of this world just kind of took over. Um, I, it, it just, you know, came in, it did not set root. Um, it was always in the back of my mind, but it never really like just clamped on and the cares of this world really took it out. Um, and, you know, God reminded me of this, you know, even early on, you know, when my mom, um, you know, she, you know, gave her life to God and she would, you know, talk to me about it. I, you know, I had a moment there, like at that time where, you know, I was, I would listen to pastors on TV, you know, and just um, the whole prosperity, you know, teachings and stuff like that. And so when that stuff doesn't take root in your life, like they're saying, then you're just like, oh, this is nonsense, or, you know, I just don't believe it. And, you know, that's how the enemy will do. He's just, you know, constantly using those types of people to corrupt the gospel of God, to get people to be turned off from Christianity or to think that God is some slot machine that's just going to produce money. And that's just not the, you know, the really true gospel of God. And then, you know, when I was in LA and then, you know, I moved here and God spoke um, to me at that time and called me rather into the kingdom. I was ready. I was so ready. Um, and, just how the calling of God I felt on my life just really took root and it fell on good ground. It just did not fall on good ground in my early 20s. And it was just God reminding me of these different things that happen and what he's talking about that, you know, when you're not ready or you're just not ready to give up the world or you're just not ready for the this type of life, you're just going to fall away. Um, only when you're truly done with this life in, in, in a sense, in this world, and you truly want change, and you truly want God to come in and really just be like a wrecking ball in your life and just completely change everything. Only then I feel like the seed can fall on good ground. You truly have to give up the cares of this life, die to self and be truly ready to surrender everything. I mean, it is a calling, but there is a sacrifice and there is a surrender to this, you're going to lose things, you're going to lose people, you're going to lose so much, but you are ready. And you are ready for the calling of God on your life. And you will give up anything, anyone for him. And that is when you're truly seeking the Lord, and ready for this journey. This journey is not easy, but you don't care when you truly want God, because you have come to the realization that without him, this life would be meaningless. I could not navigate my life in this world without his counsel and without him guiding me. Um, do we all fall short? Yes. Are there moments where we feel unworthy? Absolutely. You know, I'm still a human being. I'm still 
you know, we have to have grace for ourselves. We cannot beat ourselves up when we do wrong or when we feel like we are disappointing. Um, You know, I think as a Christian, we all kind of go through that mentality and that mindset sometimes of feeling unworthy or feeling disappointed in ourselves because we didn't feel like we lived up to what we feel like God wanted us to. That's putting God in a box. That's putting ourselves under so much pressure. Um, We have to have some grace towards each other and towards ourselves more than anything. The one thing that God has really tried to help me is like, it's not an uh, an act of acts. It's not of, of doing. It's just loving him and understanding that we are human beings. We are human. We're going to make mistakes. We will make mistakes. We're going to sin. But we don't willfully do it going, I'm just going to do this because and abuse the grace of God. But we just are not going to be perfect. And he understands this. He understands it. He knows that we are a spirit in this human world, and we're going to fall short. And, you know, God still loves us. He's still there. And some of the the times that I felt the most unworthy in my life are the most amazing times that God has truly touched me. And I feel like truly wrapped his arms around me to say, I I love you. I love you because I know your heart. And I think, you know, we just have to be kind to ourselves and not just feel like this is such a, you know, a God of judgmental finger pointing down at us and just, you know, have some grace towards ourselves and understand that don't put God in a box. He is, he loves us. He created us. He has a calling on our lives. If he's brought you somewhere, trust me, he's going to finish that, that out um, and we just need to understand that, you know, a relationship is so important with him. And, you know, just reading this and just knowing like the different stages of my own life and how this has fallen, you know, you may have some, a loved one that, you know, they were maybe interested in God, but they fell away. That doesn't mean that that person is never coming back or they have no hope. I'm telling you, I, I am sitting here as an example and a living testimony that God can do the miraculous. Because if anyone knew me before I was a Christian, this was something that I never thought I would ever turn my life over. My mother never thought I would do that. And just to be sitting here talking to you about God is mind blowing. If you would have told me this, you know, 15 years ago, I mean, this is what I'm saying, don't lose hope in those that you feel are lost or need God, because God is able to do the impossible. And those that are his, he's going to call them. And it could just be the right moment at the right time. And you know, they're going to allow God to come in and just, you know, prayer is so important. Do not underestimate how powerful prayer is. Prayer is, oh my goodness, it is so important. And just keep praying for them and just keep praying for yourself. Just, you know, pray over yourself that you will stay in alignment with God's will and that you will have this intimate relationship with him and just press into him. And I hope this will bless you and I hope this has blessed you. Um, you know, read this. This is Matthew 13. And I'm sure that you know someone that falls in these categories or even yourself at some time or, you know, there's there's always hope. As long as we get up every morning and we have breath in our lungs and we opened our eyes, that is a new day, a new beginning. Don't beat yourself up. Just trust in the Lord. Put all your trust into him and surrender to him. I'm going to say a quick prayer. 
Um, and I just I hope you have a blessed week. Um, Christmas is coming. I hope your Christmas is truly blessed. Um, and this is going to be an amazing year coming up, guys. I really believe that, you know, God's doing a new thing and just be open to everything amazing that he's trying to do in your life. Holy Spirit, we just thank you today, God. And I just I just pray for every person that is listening to this word right now, God, that you will touch their heart and just show them how much you love them and how much you care about them and how much that you are over them every day, singing over them, Lord. Um, just give us, you know, the grace within ourselves, Father, to, to know that we are not perfect, that we are imperfect humans, but under your eyes that we are, we are beautiful and we are draped in white for you, God. And we just thank you, God. We just love you, Lord. And I just pray that everyone listening to me today is blessed, Father, and that you just show them how much you love and care for them and you protect them, God. And I just thank you, Jesus. I just give you praise and glory to your holy, holy name, Father. Amen. I hope you guys have a Merry Christmas, and I will be back soon. God bless.